Educated and empowered to live a passionate and fulfilled life on purpose. The number one podcast show for inspiring single parents. This is the podcast where we support you in living your best life ever, even while raising happy, healthy kids. Tired of feeling stuck in a rut with nowhere to turn for resources and advice? We can help. Achieve your best life ever by listening to our podcast show. Introducing the woman who believes it's possible to be totally fulfilled in all circumstances of life. The host of the Dr. Gwen Show, the Dr. Gwen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Gwen Show. Today, we have Julie Riesler, and Julie is certified in mindful eating, and in a moment I will be asking Julie exactly what that means. She has a master's in health and wellness coaching. She's a life coach as well as coaching for companies and organizations, and I also believe Julie has a background in organizational development, so she has quite a a varied background, and we are very happy to have Julie on the interview with us. Our whole goal of this interview is to provide some value to you, our listeners, around healthy eating and wellness. And so let me give Julie an opportunity to say something as we welcome her to the Dr. Gwen Show today. So welcome, Julie. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you for having me. Okay, completely awesome. We're really very excited to have you with us here in the studios, and so I know, Julie, when a lot of people think about eating and health, for most people, what that translates to is wanting to maintain a healthy weight or to stay well from eating, right, quite frankly. Before you address that, what I am curious about is, what is mindful eating? So mindful eating is about really paying attention to what you're eating. And it's not just what you're eating. It's paying attention to your body, to your body signals. Are you a little bit hungry? Are you very hungry? Are you ravenous? You know, where where are you kind of the hunger scale? And then what, what are you eating and where does it come from? So being aware of the food source. And then the actual, you know, while you're eating, it's, um, noticing the sensations of what you're eating in your mouth and allowing time for digestion and putting your fork down between bites. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's really about paying attention in the moment without judgment and being aware of what you're doing. Okay, great. So um, I've got a couple questions relating to that. Uh, you said paying attention to what you're eating and where the food is coming from. Do you mean like the source of the food or what is in the food or a combination of those? Exactly what are you talking about? Um, that's, a, that's a great question. So it could be any or all of us. There's no really, there's no rules and there's no wrong way to do it. When I think about the source, um, for example, eating a large, like a salad, I might stop and, and you know, take a moment to reflect that, there was a farmer that, you know, picked the carrots and that picked the tomatoes, and somebody planted the seeds to grow that lettuce. 
and you know there was a chicken that once roamed the earth that is the chicken I'm now eating, and there there are nuts in there that came from a tree. I mean, just really getting clear that all of that salad that looks just so simply put there, like came from all different places, probably the world at this point to get to your table. So. You know, you might think also, okay, you know, is this chicken, is it hormone-free? I mean, that's a different level as well. I like to think about it as where did it originate from? Like, where did these things that I'm eating, you know, the spaghetti squash, that grew, someone grew that, and someone picked it, and someone looked at it and shipped it and put it in the grocery store. So, you know, really being mindful of where everything comes from and adding a piece of gratitude. I like to think of it that way, too. Okay, great. So I, I understand then that you're talking about um, just not necessarily the place or location that the food is coming from, even though that may be important, but you're also yeah. talking about appreciating the value of what goes into what's on our food plate. Is that, am I getting that right? Like exactly. it came from the farmer who planted it right, right, right. Yeah, and I love what you said. I mean, you might even... Uh, you could add all of that, but I like the different layers, you know, really that paying attention. We usually, I mean, you know, if I could ask everyone listening to raise their hand, I would imagine most of us would. When you eat something, let's say you go and you, you know, you order a sandwich. Um, you're out, you order a sandwich. It's very rare we stop to think about, you know, the person that bakes the bread. Um, the where, where did that bread come from? Where, you know, the paper that it's wrapped in. It. I mean, it's just taking that moment to pause and be really in the moment with what you're about to ingest. It's going to, you know, literally is the nutrients for your body and what you're eating is what you become. So really being mindful, whatever you're eating is going to be part of you. Yep. Completely. And having said that, is there any particular guideline that someone would need to follow in order to select the, the food item that would be best for them? So I think that's an excellent question, and it's both like a tough one to answer because everybody is so different. Some people don't do well with dairy. Some don't do well with gluten. I'm not a big fan of gluten anyhow for anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. Sugar has no nutrients. However, what I can say my philosophy is around that is trying to stick to whole foods, foods that don't have a barcode. You know, if you get a sweet potato, you're not going to have a barcode on it. It comes from the earth. If you get sweet potato chips, you know, those were fried and you don't know what the oil was. You don't know the processing that went through. It it could be, you know, older oil. I mean, there's a lot to it. So what I try to say, you know, what I lean towards is, you know, stay away from packaged products, um, processed foods if you can, and keep it to the maximum, you know, amount of time as much as possible, 90%, 80% are whole foods, you know, so... Even if you're going to eat meat, eat the best quality you can and eat it without all the, the, you know, not fried, but try it grilled or sauteed or, you know, different ways so that it's as healthy as possible without adding on. Completely. And I know from interacting with you, Julie, that for, in terms of health and wellness, it's not just about the food that you eat. But I believe, you know, having known you, it's also about mindset and wholeness and experience. Do you want to say a little bit more about that in terms of how that whole mindset relates to health and wellness in terms of our foods or the foods that we eat? 
Yeah, I that that to me, mindset is sort of like the bowl that holds it all, right? Because whatever your mindset is, is going to be your experience. So if you're preparing um, a really beautiful salad, let's say you you could choose like a gorgeous glass bowl, or you could choose a really flimsy plastic bowl that's going to fall on you. You know, the plastic one, nothing against it. it those might be the thoughts that are, you know, negative or things that are not going to serve you. That beautiful glass bowl, that's what's holding, that's the contact, that's what's holding, um, that holds the space, that holds that place for whatever it is you're, you're eating or whatever you're engaging in. So mindset is crucial. Having that, you know, attitude of gratitude, being aware, being present, um, you know, rather than a lot of us say mean things to our bodies, we put ourselves down. So I'm a big proponent of, you know, change it up. Say something lovely about yourself, about the people you're dining with, about how awesome your body is, how amazing your cells are and organs are every day, day in, day out. Take this food and process it in a way that synthesizes the nutrients and then lets go of what isn't needed. I mean, we can learn a lot from the way our body works. So really creating that mindset that is around, you know, bounty and gratitude and appreciation and nutrients and, um, and satiation. Fantastic. That's that's really some um, great advice. And having, you know, experienced sometimes some of the illnesses we experience start right there in our the mindset and and then the way we approach our food or our eating or whatever. And that can definitely impact um, our health. Uh, just Absolutely. From, yeah, just from the, the, the not having the appropriate mindset that we come to the table with. Now, I I know that you have quite a bit of experience in terms of coaching others, teaching classes, and working at uh, higher educational institutions, and working with different individuals. Can you share with us a little bit of what you do there and how you benefit people either in the workplace or individually in terms of achieving whatever their health goals are? Absolutely. So, you know, if I'm working with an individual or I'm working with a group, the goal is, as human beings, we, look, we all have strengths and talents and gifts to share. And oftentimes we either are not using those to our potential, we might get stuck because of our mental context is not as positive, we might, you know, think that we're not good enough, like something might be in the way. Um, or, it could just be needing a little extra guidance or support to, to kind of get to that next level. So one of the things I focus on, um, you know, when I work with somebody who is trying to work on their health and well-being around eating, we assess, you know, we, I always look at what's, what's been working, what's not working, and then I really go into what, what would they like to create, what's their focus. Um, and then we start looking at the, what are they, what are they saying to themselves along the way? Oftentimes, our mindset, what we're saying to ourselves, can really support or not support what we're trying to accomplish. So, you know, whether it's a group or a one-on-one, you know, it's the same. It's, it's like going on a treasure hunt to figure out what's really going on in your brain. What are you saying to yourself on those off moments? And is that supporting your goal? And if not, let's retrain your mindset. Let's rechange it so that you can affirm you are healthy, you are well. You know, eating healthy is part of your natural DNA. Even if you haven't, even if you eat fast food three meals a day for the last two years, 
it doesn't mean you can't change that pattern. Maybe slowly, but it doesn't mean, like, there's always a possibility to change habits. Always. Right. That's great. So, the next thing I want to ask you, Julie, relates to your personal experience. You know how there are a lot of people, probably not a lot, but some people who have food addictions, and they struggle with that, right? Yeah. And they struggle year after year after year, and they have not accomplished that. Now, I'm, I think you have a personal experience that I think would benefit our listeners and would help sure. to empower them for those people who may be struggling. So I'm going to give you sure. an opportunity to share that experience so somebody else can, can see that it's possible or there's hope. So what would sure. you like to share about that? So I will try to do this as succinctly and also in a way that will really um, explain kind of where I've been in my journey. And, and yeah. thank you for asking me to share that. You know, look, I feel like I'm very blessed today. Um, I'm in a very healthy way and, um, you know, I have a whole new relationship with food and it didn't start that way. It wasn't always that way at all. I mean, I can remember, you know, early on, I was a very active girl, but I remember eating, you know, a lot of extra portion, you know, extras, double, second, third, mixtures, food. And then when I started to have, you know, go through self-esteem um, issues with not feeling good enough or pretty enough or boys didn't like me as much as I wanted them to in, you know, junior high and high school and then beyond, what I did was I really used food rather than deal with the feelings or deal with what I was, you know, going through. I used food to, to really handle that. And that that is not a winning solution. Now, what I've learned through my journey, um, and I'm and I'm talking like using food, um, you know, not proud of it, but I can remember stealing cookies when I, I I was married at one point to someone whose mother made all these amazing cookies, and I remember stealing, you know, like like we're talking thirty cookies out of the freezer. She'd freeze them, and I would eat them in, in you know in secret, and um, eating you know things out of the trash, out of the box, in the trash, or you know I used to work for a big food company, ironically, and I would. You know, we'd have trays and trays of pastries, and I would eat them and then throw some of them out and then take them out of the trash or spit part of it out. I mean, it was just really nuts. Um, and so for me, I just got to a point where I felt like, you know, I really want a healthy, really wanted to change my relationship with food. And I did a lot of work on myself. But I, what I really believe for me is that what was bottom of it is self-love and self-care. You know, when I am honoring and listening to myself, I'm getting enough rest, I'm getting enough water, I'm saying loving thoughts, like nurturing a tree, you know, what you plant in the soil is going to grow. So I literally like refilled my soil is what I feel like. And I did that. Look, I've been part of a 12 step program for compulsive eating. I've done a lot of work around um, excavating kind of who I am. And, and then I've also done a lot around mindful eating. And what I've really gotten to is it's not about perfect. There's no good or bad. There's no morality. Um, I'm in a journey. I can tell you honestly, you know, today I had a I had a bad piece of news about a friend, and I could just, you know, I ended up eating a few things today very mindlessly. And the the cool thing about this though is that after I was like, okay, like I'm not gonna go there about feeling bad. I'm gonna just like love myself more and figure out what else I can do. I need more rest, and I need to just talk to people about it. It's bad and dealing with my feelings. So. You know, that's part of life, and it doesn't mean that I'm perfect with this journey. It just means I have tools and I've learned. Um, at the root of it is, for me, it's self-love. It's self-care and self-love. And when I'm 
honoring that food is typically in a place that I'm able to really be mindful about what I eat and to really enjoy and be grateful. Wow, that is that's just really phenomenal. And what I really love most is your whole transparency in, in sharing that information because it causes those of us who may be struggling to feel like, oh, my goodness, you know, well, I have someone else with that experience that I can look up to, and she's not ashamed of admitting that, yeah. you know, she has also stumbled, and she gets back up and just starts again, you know, and that's, and right. that's really what it is. And from what I heard yeah. you just say, it's like you need to identify I need to identify why I'm eating. You know, it may not be that I'm hungry. It could be some emotional state, the why I'm reaching exactly. for the food. And once I identify that, what that is, then I need to reach out, reach out to someone else to do that, right? That's right. But now, hearing that, Julie, in my first instinct is that, wow, that may not be so easy. If you want to grab for that food and you may not you may not want to is there like a trigger or something that people could yeah. think of yeah. that could stop them in that moment? Yeah, that's look, today is a great example where I I just I pause. You know, the, the goal is, you know, we talk about stimulus and then the space in between is what we want to develop where we can pause, reflect, make a choice and then respond. So typically mm-hmm. what happens is we we build this stimulus, something happens, a trigger, and then we respond reactively. What, you know, when you start to add mindfulness, which means, you know, breathing with intention, literally sitting and breathing from your belly um, in and out, just as a baby would, not your chest, breathing helps. You're literally training your brain to pause. It creates that space. Um, there, you know, there's a great quote by Viktor Frankl who said that the power as humans that we can get is when we learn to basically create space between the stimulus and response and in that space is the power to choose. So, you know, saying to yourself, what is really going on? Like maybe, you know, for me, I'll pause. And I and you might still choose to eat something and, hey, you know what, at least it's a conscious choice. I'm still in charge of that choice. So I might say to myself, Julie, what is going on right now? Like I can feel in my stomach, I feel like, kind of off, I feel anxiety in my chest, I feel, go to your body, your body is wise, my body is wise, what's it saying, what am I feeling, what is going on for me, what is it that I'm really looking for, maybe I want something comforting, maybe tea, maybe taking a bath, maybe a nap, maybe I need more sleep, maybe I need more water, you know, so usually it's not, it's typically not a meal or food, now if you're, if you're really hungry, then you should eat, you know, eat something, it's just, we as a society often grab food. It is not illegal. You don't get pulled over for eating a Twinkie. Um, you do get pulled over for, you know, drinking a six-pack. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge in that it's available. And sugar, we know there's a lot of research, especially sugar, um, is a, it's like a drug. It triggers the brain, you know, the reward center of the brain, just like heroin and alcohol and other drugs. So, you know, just to be mindful when you start adding those foods in, they, it's like a little bit for me, I know, it's like playing with fire. I know that's going to be a trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, that pausing, if I could say one thing would be, if you could just even breathe, take three breaths, go outside, look at something else, distract yourself, pause. If you, if you get to the next step, 
it would be what's really going on. What do I need right now? What do I really, what am I really looking for? Completely amazing. That's really great. So if you could sum up three things that you would like people to take away from this uh, show here today, uh, Julie, what would those three things be? Number one, hands down, love yourself more than you've ever loved yourself before. Take yourself on like you are dating yourself and fall in love with you. That's one. That That's like number one, hands down. And if love doesn't work, then, then call me for coaching. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, or, or self-care could be the word, self-care, self-appreciation. Two would be um, to cultivate the ability to pause and reflect. You know, pause, center, reshift, to take that moment to pause. Um, and three would be to be, you know, gratitude. I just think when we start shifting our mindset to gratitude, instead of looking for what's not working, look, look at what is working. What is working today? What miracles have happened today? Where can I be grateful? Start asking yourself that question, especially around food and what you're eating and what you have and having a healthy body, no matter what weight it is, I think those three things, if we're going to boil it down, are a really beautiful place to start and are powerful. And completely gives you such a mindset that you will more than likely be able to achieve your goals rather than when you feel all beaten up by yourself and in that exactly. mode. So completely great. Well, Julie, it, it has been really wonderful having you on the Dr. Gwen Show. And I would like you to give us some information. I'm sure there are listeners out there who would like to reach out to you to get more information on what you can provide. So if you would, will you provide some contact information for our listeners so that they can get a hold of you if they really do want to? Sure. And thank you again for having me. It's been I love talking about this topic. It's something I feel very dear to my heart and it's part of who I am. And so absolutely, people, if you would like to find out more about me and what I do, my website, which has all my information, is julieriesler.com. And I'll spell it really quickly. It's Julie, J-U-L-I-E, Riesler, R-E-I-S-L-E-R.com. And that's F like super. Um, and on there is my contact information. I always start with a free discovery session if anyone's interested in, you know, life and health and well-being coaching. And and thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. It's thank been you. really great having you, Julie. And thank you so much for being with us here on the Dr. One Show. Thank you. So to our listeners, we'll see you next time. 